Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time to get back to the sports talk. All right, let's do this thing. Go! Sports Daily is on KFH. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Yuletide carols. Welcome back, everybody. Hope everybody is having a great start to the Christmas week. Uh, It's one of the best times of the year. Enjoy the family. Take care of those that... Might not be able to enjoy it quite as much, and let's all get along, be nice, and enjoy the holidays together. Uh, Football helps us do that, Tommy, even as sometimes it can be maddening and unpredictable and wild and crazy. Uh, We've got college bowl games really ramping up now uh, throughout the season here, and and we count down the days to KU at the Liberty Bowl and K-State at the Sugar Bowl, the NFL. We've got all these playoff races coming down the stretch, and very little has been decided in the NFL. It is, as the weather turns and we look at some nasty stuff coming our way this week, it does help, right, to have a little little football, little college hoops, NBA uh, in full swing right now. The timing, I don't think, is accidental that we use sports as a way to, to get through some of the tougher weather months. Yeah, I'm not looking forward at all to uh, what they're forecasting for later this week. Mm-hmm. What, like negative 40 wind chills on Thursday, I think is what I saw. Um, so not looking think, forward yeah. to that whatsoever, um, you know, especially as we get ready for Christmas and talking about potential blizzard conditions. And that's not fun for people who are traveling, uh, you know, need to get into town or out of town for the holidays. But um, I'll tell you one thing I am looking forward to is having a Chiefs game on Christmas Eve and that it's a noon game. I kind of like that. I kind of like starting off Christmas Eve with that game and then being able to slide right into all the holiday festivities. Yeah, it's a, it it is a weird schedule, by the way. Uh, Most of the games this week, right, are kicked to Saturday. And then on Sunday, Christmas day, you get uh, a three pack of games, Packers, Dolphins, Broncos, Rams, Bucks, Cardinals, uh, I think uh, there was a there was an intent to get those a little better than they're all going to be, but that is what it is. And most of the good games, actually, yeah, come on, yeah. come on Saturday. You get Eagles Cowboys this year. Uh, you get Commanders Forty ers ought to be pretty good. Seahawks Chiefs actually ought to be pretty good. And there we go again, Tommy. A nine and a half point spread. 
Like, what are people watching here? I like, hate how it. could you bet the Chiefs on any of these lines? I mean, they're crazy. When, when was the last time the Chiefs covered a spread? <laughs> it's been a while. You'd have to go back and look. Um, I mean, they, they haven't done it the last couple of weeks, at least. I mean, it, it might even go back further than that. I, I'd be, we'll ask Chelsea Messenger that later in the week. Like, where do they stack up and spread covers? Um, just crazy, crazy stuff. But looking back again, is, is it's Monday, and we'll sort of put a bow on the NFL week. Um, you know, we, we're trying to figure out who might have a chance. Outside of those teams we mentioned, which, again, I, I think that there are six. I think it's the Bengals, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the 49ers. And the Eagles, are we going to allow the Chargers and the Vikings to enter that conversation? I've never had anything. So I did a national shift uh, for CBS Sports Radio on Saturday. We basically went on the air. uh, I think it was right as the first quarter of the Colts-Vikings game was ending and went off the air. And in about hour number three, they had completed the comeback. And it was a wild experience to try to talk about that game as it was happening because it was just unreal. Like there was definitely points in there were points in the first half where you thought Vikings explosive offense, they still have a chance here to come back. But when you got into the second half and you saw 33 to nothing and then 36 to three, it was like, God, they're out of time. Like they're, you know, they, it would take five touchdowns to rattle this off. And lo and behold, and I don't know if it's a bigger indicator to the Vikings or a bigger detriment to the Colts. I'm not real sure. Probably both. But are we going to allow the Vikings and the Chargers to enter the conversation of teams with a legitimate chance to win a Super Bowl? Because I think outside of the top six, those are probably the only two still at least sniffing the conversation. Um, are we going to allow them back into that? Are, are they going to be able to reach a point where they can jump into that, which is crazy with the Vikings because they have 11 wins now. But it doesn't feel like they would have a chance against any of those other teams. Yeah, I don't know with the Vikings. Um, I I thought that at the beginning of the season they were talented enough to win the NFC and represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Um, I think they've got the talent to do that. I'm not backing off my claim on the talent level. They just haven't executed that way. I mean, they're winning games, sure, but there have been a couple of games that they have looked absolutely awful um, from start to finish, and they looked absolutely awful in the first half against the Indianapolis Colts, and then something happened. The switch was flipped in the second half, and they went on that run, and and they were able to complete the largest comeback in a regular season game in NFL history. And and so that's a credit and a testament to the Vikings. Um, I think one thing that might benefit them as we get into the playoffs is their seeding. You know, they're, they're what they're slated to be what right now, the, the second seed in the NFC. And so they'll get a playoff game. If things continue in this direction, they'll get, they'll get a home playoff game uh, is what I meant to say. And so, you know, they'll, they'll have that opportunity potentially on the table. Um, That could, that could benefit them in January playing inside that dome. They have such a bad pass defense and defense overall right now. I mean, the Colts, just put up 33 on them. They have the second worst pass defense in football. Um, and the run defense isn't great either. And, and you know, if, if the Chiefs, and that's the thing, of the six teams, you see the Chiefs sort of down in some of the defensive metrics versus the other ones. The Vikings are way down there. I mean, they have the, I th- what, is, what is their defense right now? 
the fourth or they're the fifth worst defense in football right now. That's the that's going to be the problem I think for them is if they're playing that poorly on defense, and I'm not sure they're going to get a whole lot better, right? And it is, I will say this, it takes a lot from the defense to be able to pull off a comeback like they did, so a credit to them to some degree for that. But man, if you're going to play that level of defense and put all that pressure on Kirk Cousins, that just doesn't feel like what he is, right? Like, you play with a lead, you play when you're running the ball, controlling the clock a little bit with those weapons, Kirk Cousins could kill you. You make him play from behind the whole time, I'm not so sure that's a winning formula when you're playing high-level defenses like we have in Philadelphia, San Francisco, and Dallas, although I'm not sure what happened yesterday. Um, It's just there's such a clear difference to me in, uh, in what that is for them. I, I just it's going to be it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for them, I think, unless unless they out of nowhere pull some better defense out of their hat. Well, look, I think it's clear that they're a step below, you know, those top top teams in the conference. Um, but I mean, look, they've all got flaws. You mentioned it earlier in the show. The 49ers have Brock Purdy at quarterback who has played well, yeah. but he's unproven. Right. And we have no idea what things are going to look like for him when they get into the playoffs. Now they do have a ton of offensive weapons and they've got that elite high caliber defense. So that's going to help out quite a bit, but the Cowboys lost to the Jags. Um, I think the Eagles are probably the most complete team still in the NFC. But like you mentioned before, they struggled for quite a while against Chicago yesterday. Uh, so they, they're no, no team is perfect. Right. And you get to this point in the season where you're looking at uh, which team can overcome their flaws in the best way uh, to be able to make a deep run. And I think the Vikings, their flaws are more apparent and they're more visible. Uh, And they're probably more legitimate flaws than the other teams in front of them in the conference. But they do have the weapons in Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen. And, um, you know, Kirk Cousins can can win you football games. Right. And so I'm not counting them out um, with the way the seating looks in that conference. You you never know that they're definitely a, a tier below. But they could they could get hot. You never know. It's interesting. It feels like right there this juggernaut offense, and they're pretty good. But offensively, they're still behind five of the six teams I mentioned as the best. Kansas City, Philadelphia, Dallas, Buffalo, and Cincinnati. They're still behind every one of those teams offensively. Sure. If that, I mean, that's crazy. Uh, but it is. And, and that's where I think there's clear separation. San Francisco's a little bit further down the list. San Francisco obviously plays a different style of football. Uh, than those other five teams do. So that's acceptable, especially when you consider how good San Francisco's defense is. But if you ever don't think that this is an offensive-dominated league, if there are six teams, five of the six are the top five offenses in football. That's what's crazy. To take that a step further, though, and and maybe this is some indicator of things, is there separation then defensively and and that's by points. And, and if you go by points on the other end, San Francisco and Buffalo have the top two defenses. Philadelphia is in the top six. Dallas is, is seven. And Cincinnati is also inside the top ten. So, you know, you got to go further down the list to find Kansas City. you got to go way down the list to find Minnesota and the Chargers. That's where it gets interesting. Now, injuries have played a factor for the Chargers for sure. Injuries have played a small factor for the Vikings, not not as much as some of these teams. 
Um, I suppose we still need to consider the Dolphins as a team that could enter the conversation, but they're sort of like the Vikings, so challenged defensively, and the Chargers are, that that's what makes it hard to imagine because all the other teams, even the Chiefs who have struggled defensively, are way ahead of those teams defensively, and they're all ahead of all of them offensively. So there is clear separation between those six and everybody else, even the teams we wonder that could climb into it. So you, you say all that, and I go back to what we talked about at the beginning of the program. I'm not convinced that right this second that the Kansas City defense is not in the same realm as teams like the Vikings and the Dolphins and the Chargers. Like, they're, they're kind of right in that same realm. They're not a defense like the 49ers or the Cowboys or the Bengals or the Bills. They're just not at this moment right now. They don't have the playmakers. They don't have the stats to back it up. Yeah, they have an elite offense, without a doubt. They're the number one offense in, in football. But if you're talking about the most complete teams, right, uh, I'm not sure that you can put Kansas City in that same conversation. Like, I know you want to say the top six teams in football, and you listed them all off. I, I mean, I would put Kansas City there maybe at number six, right? And, like, very, very, very closely uh, – about to fall into that same category as the Vikings and the Dolphins and some of those other teams solely based on the defense. Yeah, I mean they're I, I they're ahead of the other team. They're they're basically middle of the pack and and the teams we just mentioned are bottom of the league and the other five teams are all top of the league defensively, top top tier, we'll say. Um, and a team like Cincinnati, who's been playing so much better defensively lately, who is who is you know the numbers maybe a little skewed based on early returns, but the Chiefs also are a little bit better than all of those teams offensively too. So it's how much do you, you know how much more do you put on that side of the ball because the Chiefs of the six have the top offense right, and and that's despite these turnovers too, when it feels like their offense is leaving a lot on the table. So. Again, I think these those things happen because they're turning the ball over, both offensively and defensively. If they're not turning the ball over at a tremendous, tremendous pace for whatever reason this year, I think they'd be even further ahead offensively and not quite as far behind defensively. But you have to combine that in. The offense is hurting the defense the way it's turning the ball over. And that's not something the other teams are doing, which is an advantage to the other teams. I'm, tr- you know... I mean, you can go as simply as what what was the score when Kansas City played San Francisco, right? I mean, and that was bef- that was when yep. McCaffrey only had two days to to prepare, but they beat him forty four to twenty three. They beat him by three touchdowns. Yeah. Um, so you know, it, it, and and Buffalo beat them by four, and Cincinnati beat them by three. So it, that's what makes it a little bit difficult because we we know that the Chiefs are capable of beating the Forty ers by twenty one points. But they're also capable of the Texans taking them to overtime. They're capable of getting up 27 to nothing against Denver, but capable of, you know, sweating out that win. The The range of possibilities is so much greater with the Chiefs. Look, if they don't turn the ball over, I, I think they're clearly the favorite, but they are turning the ball over. That's why I'm having a hard time with them. I, I, if they didn't, they'd be the best, but they are. But they so, do. 
I know, I know. <laughs> right. Do. So let's. So it, it, it's it's uh, going to mean that the last three games of the season are pretty meaningful, regardless of what happens otherwise, because yeah. we need they've got to fix that problem, which they haven't it's been so, able to fix all year. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating to try to pin them down. That's what makes the uh, the spreads so interesting and so maddening trying to bet this team. Right. I did some and research. It, I can tell you after the break on okay. uh, how the Chiefs have done against the spread. It's kind of interesting. Let's do that, too, because you don't. The other thing about turnovers, real quick, before we get to that, you don't also don't want to see them not be the aggressive Chiefs that we know they sure. are. Right? Like, you, you don't want you don't want them to take that away either. So, it, it's interesting. 869-1240. Yeah, let's, let's find out. Tommy's got the numbers here. Against the spread, the Chiefs have been as tough as there is in football this year to try and figure out. We'll do that next on Sports Daily. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 